0: You are listening to the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show with Dave and Cat. Okay, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts, where we talk art. And before we get into it, there, Cat, want to make sure that we give thanks to that young man that that is doing the introduction for our shows. That is Stephen Tacey. Yep. He's also here at the Visual Arts Center. Great young man and a great job on doing those, and I want to just welcome him to the team. Awesome. So, with that being said, Kat, we've got an interesting day today, don't we?
1: Oh, yes, we do. I don't know what's going on with the planetary system out there. <laughs> something, something right?
0: obviously. How you doing today, Kat?
1: I'm doing great. Otherwise, how about yourself?
0: Feeling blessed, even with all the crazy things going on today. Right. <laughs> and, and, and just to fill the listeners in on what was going on, we're starting the show a little later today because we had a film crew. That's right. We come in to do an additional promo for the Over the Edge that we did last April. Right. And And for some reason, there seems to be a lot of video out there of that event happening (laughs) with me going over the
1: edge for that charity. That's right. So you're going to see a man that's over the edge going (laughs) over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Why, thank you. You're very welcome. (laughs) Okay. I appreciate that. Over the edge, Dave, with high-actane coffee. Yeah, and you know, I did have a cup of coffee
0: before I went up on the rooftop while I was waiting. To go over the edge there. I, I, and you know, the lady, the person that I went over the edge with at that time, Chris, I'm going to get her last name wrong, Frank, Frank Hauser, <laughs> I think. A, a wonderful person. I, I know, Chris, you will forgive me. And she's in marketing, and she had a great idea. You know, should go over the edge with that cup of coffee going down the building <laughs> for a coffee prop. But for obvious reasons, right? <laughs> they, they didn't go for that. Okay. And then we began the whole real setup uh, for this show right? to go ahead and get ready to call our guest via the web. That is Jack and his son, Philip Dudley mm-hmm. from Alabama. And we're having technical difficulties with that because... Both parties, us and them, decided to go ahead and download the updates for the uh, software, thinking that would solve the problem. Now we're having difficulty system being ceased with the equipment and software now being compatible in what should be <laughs> in the middle of the show. And hopefully, we can get this all worked out so we can do the interview because we both have business commitments that we have to keep this afternoon, which of course happens to be in opposite directions on the coast right <laughs> in
1: Naples and Tampa. That's right. Yeah, yeah. All just tight timing today. Right, right. <laughs> with a monkey wrench in there. <laughs> True
0: enough. Right, so we're gonna go ahead and just kind of do a, I guess, preliminary introduction. Uh, if we get this all worked out on their end and our end, so we can we can do the show. Jack and Philip Dudley. Jack has been building guitars since he was 11 years old.
1: That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And
0: then of course Philip, his son, got involved in music and they formed a band and they have been touring. So in the meantime, while that's technical parts are being worked out, we're going to. Do fill in the time with some more of the questions that have been coming in via the website. Right. So here we go. The questions and printed out <laughs> on paper because I need them in front of me. First question, Kat, which I, I, I think we'll both really enjoy answering this one. How did we end up meeting?
1: Oh you know what? I think it's actually a convoluted journey to our <laughs> meeting here. Because we actually met before we actually met.
0: Well, you know what, that's actually true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was really, uh, it was at the national show and I was actually standing in for one of my students that won an award, Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I guess it was uh, the national biennial show that they had this year.
0: Right, the National Art Exhibit Show. That's right, yeah. Here at the VAC, and you're right, it is a biannual exhibit show, Mm -hmm. which will be coming in again next year in March 2020.
1: That's right, yeah. So So I was standing in for one of my students that couldn't make the opening, and you were the person designated to give her ribbon to her. Right. And so that's how we initially met, and I actually have photos from that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We were looking at some pictures of that event, and we went, oh, wow. There we are uh, (laughs) together in the photos. And that was before we actually had you initially come on the show interview with Gina Battle was co-hosting. That's right. uh, And another player in that us meeting, even though, again, this was before uh, you came on the show, was Nanette Chris. She was the original. Co-host here on the show with me, and she happened to be the chair person of the national art exhibit. And she had asked me right before that, "Would you please stand in and hand out this award to to this person?" Which again ended up being you. That's kind. <laughs> of... <laughs> and then again, another player in this that actually. Reminded both of us because neither one of us remembered actually meeting at the NAE is Kimberly Phillips, the programs manager here. She had actually pulled up pictures and said, "Sure, yeah, here you two are at the uh, at the event." So, <laughs> so yeah, she, I guess you can say we actually met before we met be, before we got to know each other.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was like a pre-meet, like precognition, <laughs> you know. Yeah, when you what? have déjà vu, so it was yeah. our déjà vu meeting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think we should have those posted on the uh, website as as part of the uh, story there. Right, yeah, we should. Because there is the cast and crew page on there for the backstories. So that's how we actually initially met. Again, not the fact that either one of us (laughs) remembered. (laughs) But then Gina Battle was the co-host on the show, and she said, you know there is an incredible artist we should have come on the show and do an interview with. And again, that was about the time that we knew she was going to have to have to step back from doing the show. That's right. Because all of this work had started coming in for her to go do her artwork and her commissions and, and get everything ready for the Wyvern. Mm-hmm. She had, and you remember how the initial conversation went? With Gina and I, when we asked about you uh, doing an interview on the show and, and maybe possibly taking a co-host seat, you
1: remember how that went? You pinned me down. I had no choice. <laughs> you, were, you were withdrawing <laughs> coffee from me. You took my coffee away. Said if you yeah. don't come on the show, yep. you don't get your coffee back. Yeah, that's right. You know how I am. <laughs> <laughs> there
0: you go. But it was actually Gina that had asked you to come on the show for the interview. Right. Which is kind of a milestone because that actually was our 25th
1: show. Maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Almost a year ago.
0: Yes, so happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Let's... We'll toast. Clink. There you go. Yeah, our <laughs> uh, So that's that's how we met. And that was about the time we had gotten with Ben in Virtual Edge and asked him to revamp the website. And we had added the questionnaire section. And that was uh, one of the questions from uh, Jackie in Texas. So thank you for submitting that question. And you can go back and actually listen to that first episode, the 25th episode where we had met on our website. But we are going to take a break right now. We're going to check and see how the equipment is going compatibility wise and see if we can't actually get this uh, thing and before we run out of time and see if we can't get Jack and Philip on the phone. So we will be right back. Hey, this is Skip Deirda. I'm a muralist, graphic designer, photographer, and I listen
1: to the Partnership for the Arts talk show. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we are back and we want to make sure we thank Skip Deidre, a muralist that has done work here all over Florida for that commercial. So we obviously still don't have the equipment. Right. Uh, Working just right. And now we have thunderstorms moving in the air as well. So we're going to go to some more questions here cats while we try and work with the other party there to get the the two to sing so here's the next one for you okay so question number two comes from erica in wyoming awesome wow okay well hello wyoming erica thanks for listening and erica has made some comments here and i wanted to read them to you cat that she is a new listener she recently picked up on listening to the show and that she hasn't had a chance to catch up on all the shows but wanted us to know that she has just recently taken up painting awesome good for you erica but she's found it very challenging and at times she loses inspiration and she was just wondering that where you found your inspiration and what keeps you inspired to keep painting through that those difficult processes
1: I there, There's a lot of things, but I think this sense of connection, uh, painting, I feel very connected when I paint. Starting off as a child drawing, I drew from nature. And I think part of that is I was born into a traveling military family, and every couple of years we would move. And so you never really got a sense of um, getting attached to a place or a community. You kind of knew in the back of your mind that, you know, we might move in 6 months, a year, right. 2 years. But when I would go out and draw, I felt very connected. I at that time I didn't know there was even a thing that you could be an artist. I thought automat people just automatically did this. <laughs> of course. <Right. laughs> and later on I became aware of the designation of artist. And that was when we were traveling, we lived overseas in Tehran in the mid 70s. Right right and traveling back, my dad had six weeks between tours before he had to report back to the United States. So we traveled camping through Europe and we stopped in Paris for a couple of days. My mother and I went to the Louvre and I was blown away by the figurative paintings. And I when I looked at the Caravaggios and, you know, even the Mona Lisa, I just felt very connected to the artists that made them. And 500 years before my time, right. it, the energy felt very current. And all I thought was, I feel so inspired and connected. I got to do that. Be able to express that also and connect. You know, I kept drawing and painting and just kept with it. But I never forgot about that.
0: OK, so that's how you got inspired. What keeps you inspired?
1: You have to say then nature and just a life feel very excited about it and I want to express it and that happens to be my mode of expression.
0: Okay so there you go Erica there's some answers to uh, to those questions And again go check out episode number 25 Cat really covers a whole lot more of that It's again the first episode she was on I think you really enjoy that and it's all true <laughs> So cat next question Trump Lloyd and this is from Michael and Tanya in Arizona. Okay, hey, got family that lives out there. Welcome to the show, thanks for following along. And Kat, they've made a couple of comments that they have been listening to the show for over a year. Actually, when Gina was co-hosting the show, says that they they enjoyed it, was excited when you had also come on, have enjoyed the show and listening about your comments and the questions uh, along the way and that they have been now experimenting with Trump-Loy. Their question is pertaining to the recent uh, Trump-Loy you did, which was with the butterflies.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And they had uh, their question, and they were asking about how you actually start that whole process. They thought it was just incredible. And I just want to say, so did a lot of people, because when we had shared that post, a lot of people didn't realize that that was all a painting. They thought it was a real board on a real table and you had just <laughs> drawn some butterflies on a piece of paper and didn't realize you had painted the whole thing.
1: Oh, I see, okay, the layering there, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So understandably, they're interested in the story of how this all came
1: about. I think when I start something, I approach it simultaneously from an analytical point of view. There's, there's overarching themes that I like to explore. Mm-hmm but I also visually um, am attracted, you know, I love nature and animals and I think, you know, butterflies and the intricacy of things. So I think sometimes the idea is there first and then I get the materials to put it together, the narrative together. Sometimes I might see something and then I build the narrative around that. So I think in this case, I was actually in New York City and I went to the store called Evolution. Okay. They have a lot of taxidermy animals, uh, real skeletons of animals, and they have drawers and drawers of preserved bugs and butterflies and dragonflies. And
0: you know, I wonder if this is the same place Stephen
1: Levin has
0: visited. Should right. We talk yeah. I think that's yeah.
1: one in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. It's down on Spring Street in uh, Soho. Uh, it amazing store. I could be there all day. (laughs) There's another thing too in New York City, Columbus, the Columbus Circle Flea Market on the Upper West Side. There's a vendor, Phyllis Newman, who has amazing like 1850s uh, watercolor prints, original prints. I mean, she has a vast storehouse of these. I always go up there when I'm in New York and I collected, those are the moth prints from like the mid-1800s uh, renderings, watercolor, little renderings. I have a whole bunch of things in my studio, but I saw this butterfly that had transparent wings that made me feel a certain way. And I'm always exploring these themes of transfiguration, transformation, and they're also very personal explorations of, you know, growth of consciousness and awareness. So, so when I saw the butterfly, I thought, you know, I want to do a trompe l'oeil. I ran up you know, on that Sunday to the Upper West Side and got my goodies. Uh, So, anyways, I put something together and it was interesting in that painting with the original sketch, I just had, you know, that board Mm -hmm. that I taped the moth renderings and the uh, tacked the butterfly on. Sketch, it worked, but then as I was painting it, it needed something else and I added the compass and I also changed the background to the board. I, I made it a different kind of colored wood. It was a blonde wood before, and I felt like the painting, it didn't have the vibrancy of the actual setup. Yeah. So I just kind of adjusted the color through glazing, and it really popped.
0: Yeah, I actually uh, went ahead and pulled it up online, and I'm looking at it right now. And okay. I can see why, you know, so many people thought it was actually a real setting that you had just painted some things and put it on the board. But, you know, because it looks so real. <laughs> but then again, that's, that's the kind of work that, uh, amazing work you're able to do. But I knew you had done the whole thing. And uh, when we had posted it, and I had seen the comments of people, you know, just like, oh, that looks pretty good. And it dawned on me that they didn't realize that it was real. Uh, that you had painted it. So that's when I went back and reposted and put in the comments that, by the way, this is, this is all painting. That's not a board with just, you know, some. Did the butterfly on top of it. Okay. And of course, after that, then when the second comment came out, people started responding that, oh my gosh, we didn't realize that was the actual painting they thought. The still life that you were going to paint, the still life setting that you were going to paint. So, yeah, everybody was, was, was as blown away as, as I was.
1: Thank you. But yeah. the interesting thing with, in particular with Still Life Trompe l'oeils, mm-hmm. that category, you actually have to get rid of the brush stroke because you want it to appear like you could peel the tape off of the surface.
0: Yeah, wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, so you, you use a, a very soft sable pouncer kind of brush. It looked like a, a dome brush. Mm-hmm. Built it up with thin layers of paint and glazes, use a, a very soft fan brush to kind of smooth out brush strokes or just kind of use this other brush to pounce it.
0: Well, What blows my mind is you're able to create texture but you can't see any of the brush strokes.
1: Yeah, visually you want it to have the texture but you don't want to show any brush stroke and it has to be done on a completely smooth surface because the texture of a canvas will actually uh, make it look like a painting.
0: So what? was the material you actually painted on?
1: On masonite, I I, uh, sized it and gessoed it, um, sanded, uh, I don't know, maybe six layers of gesso, and then I sanded it to the point that if you held it up to the light, it looked like the sheen of marble. I got it very, 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 very smooth. It's hard to paint the first layer on that. It's going to kind of look smeary.
0: Because the surface is so slick, it's not taking hold.
1: Exactly, and then once you get that very first layer on, then the rest of the layers stick.
0: Okay, because I guess the first layer has had time to saturate. Exactly, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 So
0: everyone, there's a couple of answers there to your questions and your comments about that painting. And
1: what's the name of it? Transfigure. Transfigure, yeah. okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, there, uh, Mike and Tanya, it is Transfigure, so there you go, there's your answers. And, Kat, I got to just say, that's just incredible. I mean, it's just.
1: Thank you really very TV much. Yeah.
0: The, 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 oh, that might be uh, them ready to go. Okay, so let's uh, go to commercial break. Let's check with them, see uh, if we're ready to go when we come back. So, everyone, stay tuned. <laughs>
1: I'm Barb. And I'm Linda. And I'm Debbie. I'm Ellen. And we, we are Here and right now, now Quartet, and we, we listen, listen to Partnership, Partnership for the Arts Talk, Talk Show. Don't worry what tomorrow morning's papers say, throw your cares away. Okay,
0: so we are back, and we want to make sure that we thank the wonderful, incredibly talented ladies from Here and Now for that commercial spot. That was a fun show. They're great ladies. Okay, so we're going to see, we talked to them briefly via message over, during break. And they said they're going, to, they're going to give it a try here. So we're going to uh, wait a little bit to the bottom of the hour in about 10 minutes
1: and see what happens. <laughs> so recently you had your big birthday party oh. at the VAC. <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, that was actually my second annual surprise birthday party that I uh, arranged with the VAC.
1: Yep. How surprising is that?
0: Well, let me clarify. It was actually the second annual event, my surprise birthday party, which is a fundraiser for the VAC. And I guess to sum that up is, you know, the banner that, that, that they had made up that everyone signs, you know, it says, Welcome to my second annual surprise birthday party. Who knew? You know, right, right, right. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was great. It was uh, much bigger than last year, right?
1: Yeah. Um, see you're gaining momentum. As you go <laughs> over the edge, <laughs> you pick up more. You keep saying that. I think you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> but anyway, it is
0: uh, a fundraiser for the event. Right. Right. I throw my surprise birthday party every year again, second. And uh, we did things a little differently this year. We actually opened the doors to the public coming in. And you know, I thought it was a great idea, but um, maybe not. Because we ran out of food halfway through the event. The party. <laughs> so we had to go out and get more. Um, yeah. We had a lot of pe- people come in. We had a great time. Yep. And we raised quite a bit of money in just four hours so that's nice. awesome uh, yeah we did name. and a big shout out to everyone they came in to, to celebrate that fun event and and raise money for the vac I really really want to thank you all yeah 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 oh, thank, you. thank you thank you for doing that and had great entertainment perfect yep. so, yeah so we had kit moran jazz trio come in and play uh, with our husband mike and dominic bass player phenomenal singer and wow what a career she's had yeah you know working with Merv Griffin and singing with Burt Bacharach yep and and so many other top names and uh, we actually did an interview with her that's right so if you're interested in finding out more about Kit you can go back and listen to that episode again she is an internationally known jazz singer as well as a artist a painter Mm -hmm. and a playwright yep and I think one thing that we haven't mentioned yet uh, Kit is the fact that having the birthday party at the Visual Arts Center there is you have a lot of incredible artwork right on display. Yep. And this year it was the Primavera. Primavera. As again the the, the backdrop, and of course we had the whole vac open. Right. But then again, of course the outside because it was beautiful weather. I know. And here's the really cool thing, Kat. I don't I don't remember if you were there when we were having the conversation with Janet Watermeyer, the executive director at the Visual Arts Center. Uh, She came up afterwards and and, you know thanked us for putting us together and doing the event. And she said that they are officially going to put it on the Visual Arts Center event calendar as a annual event. So that means, Kat, next year we will be celebrating The third annual something surprise birthday party. And that will be next March, 2020. And and the great thing is the NAE National Art Exhibit show will be going on at the same time. Awesome. So once again, we'll have some amazing artwork as a backdrop for the birthday party.
1: Yeah. And what a way to celebrate a birthday, uh, raising funds and yeah, yeah, the, just, the, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And it will be,
0: as we mentioned, in March, but it will be a week after the National Peace River Festival that the VAC holds every year in uh, Lashley Park. Okay. March. Yeah. Right. So there's a, right. There's, so there's no way in the world I was going to suggest we have a party that week. In the middle of that
1: thing, so uh, we waited. So
0: we'll be doing the same thing next year.
1: Okay. Yeah. March. Right. Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just really great turnout, great fun, and you don't want to have the Peace River and your party together because that would put everybody over the edge. (laughs) Ah, There we go again. Yes. The (laughs) edge. You're really enjoying this. You're just going to get a lot of mileage
0: (laughs) out of this, aren't you? (laughs) Oh, that's them. Okay. Hold on. Let's see what they say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just got it from Phil. They're still having technical difficulties on their end. And so it, it doesn't look like he's uh, going to be connecting today. To do the interview. So we're going to have to line them back up. <laughs> Jack back up. Okay. So we're just going to go here to the uh, bottom of the hour on the show and sign off. So Jack, Phil, sorry about that. We'll have to get back with you and, and get your work back in that schedule sometime soon. Uh, Technology—it's just really great when it actually works. I know. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kat, we're just going to continue on with one more question, and forgive me if I mispronounce your name there. Shalise, <laughs> I believe that's how it is pronounced. And she's in Connecticut. Okay. And she was wondering about your artwork being on tour, and if you're going to be doing any shows up north. Apparently, she has been listening, and she knew that you had, that you traveled to New York. Right. So she was just wanting some information about that. And Kat, I don't know if it's going to be in that area, but you're getting ready to do something really cool with the uh, Poets and Artists, right?
1: Yeah, poetsandartists.org, I think it is. It's a, an organization that puts a lot of uh, shows together, bringing artists together. They're trying to bring more of a following into the Midwest, So I'm trying to get my application to submit for a museum show in Wausau. Oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, painting the figure now. They have another one next year that I have to create newer work for. There's another one I'm trying to get a painting done called The Gaze. I'm not sure when it's gonna exhibit, but I know that. So these are things that I have looking to submit my work for and see what happens with that. Okay. Uh, so. But I'm always searching, I'm always looking to see venues where my work might fit in, mm-hmm. and uh, just going from there.
0: Okay, so uh, Alicia, uh, there's some information for you, and of course, I think that's a great segue, Kat, to go into a place where people can see more of your artwork. So how about your website?
1: Sure, it's kathrynlucasart.com, uh, mm-hmm. and that's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E L-U-C-A-S. Dot com i'm also on instagram under katherine lucas art i i am posting more there than my facebook page right. which is katherine lucas art instagram is i like it much better okay, there you go. <laughs> so it's more updated yeah. Yeah.
0: okay yeah and i know those links are all coming to our website on the cast and crew page uh there in in your section kat
1: Okay, yeah, okay, that sounds great, yeah. yeah, yeah but we'll uh, okay, so we are going to look at
0: wrapping up here, Kat. And um, I gotta say, it's been an interesting day, it has <laughs> been, yeah. <laughs> I hope on the car ride, it gets better, huh? It will. Um, we've got Naples and Tampa that we've got to uh get on the road for here, so everyone, we're going to wrap up. Appreciate you all listening. Keep those questions coming in. We will get to them along the way on the shows here. Like this one, we apparently have plenty of time to do that. (laughs) Right. Uh, We do appreciate you. We do. And I just want to mention real quickly, if you are interested in getting on our schedule and see about coming on the show, and by the way, we promise no more software upgrades right before we start the show. (laughs) Right. Uh, you can go to our website, pfta.talkshow.org. And on the cast and crew page, there, I believe there is a section that you can fill out. And the same way, if you're interested in being an art correspondent and reporting on the arts in your area and having a chance to come on the show, right? Then, yep. You can fill that out and uh, it will come back to us and we will get in touch with you, see if we can't work something out. Awesome. There's like, our next guest coming on our show he is an incredible artist.
1: Coming yes, I can't show. wait. Incredible
0: history, and she's a lot of fun. She is. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, right. And again, everyone, thanks for listening. 61K. And that, Thank you. So with that, Kat, you have a good day.
1: You too, Dave. And blessings, everyone.
0: There you go. Now let's get some coffee for the road. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Be- this is Partnership for the Arts Talk Show. Thanks for joining us
1: as we explore the worlds of art.
0: You can find this and other episodes on our Facebook page, Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show, or our newest website, talkshow.org.
1: This show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.